I had uh, a lot of uh, takeaways uh, from the week seven readings. They were fascinating and uh, really just a reminder of uh, you know, how much work we still have to do uh, in terms of social justice as well as what kind of uh, barrier we face as social justice uh, scholars or social social justice seeking individuals uh, in general. So I, I, I really appreciated the readings. I, uh, you know, in, for instance, in the first reading, I think that was uh, Gorski and uh, Barek reading. Um, I liked how they broke down uh, the conservative uh, liberal as well as, you know, the, I think they called it a, a critical uh, you know, look at uh, multiculturalism, um, education, um, multiculturalism, teacher education, I believe they called it. Um, I wasn't really surprised uh, in terms of the conservative view, uh, uh, which has certainly pushed for complete change, which in the readings they call assimilation, I guess, you know to become, uh, in my view, to become that which you are not, uh, you know, to come into a country and, uh, you know, uh, certainly assimilate into uh, a kind of person that is, that you are perceived to be or you are to be by design uh, of conservatism. So I, I I, I really appreciated uh, the breakdown there. Um, I was a little surprised with, uh, you know, their take on the liberal view. Um, surprised in that um, I never really connected, uh, you know, the nice uh, celebratory uh, multiculturalism uh, thinking uh, directly with uh, uh, liberalism. I, I thought it to have been uh, just, uh, I guess, uh, a, an idea mainly thrown at us uh, by the state here in Canada, but uh, the linkage definitely uh, to liberalism was uh, something uh, that I'm hoping to pursue even further in study. Um, Critical study views, uh, certainly I really appreciated those. Uh, and, I mean, that's pretty much where I am. Uh, you know, I, I I want to engage with issues, uh, you know, without uh, coloring uh, things uh, to look pretty when they are not or, or giving up who I am uh, to satisfy, you know, the state or it's, uh, you know, um, its mission of, you know, a uh, multicultural nation where one is assimilated into something uh, to, the, to, to the satisfaction of the state and not necessarily uh, that of that person. So um, I, I, I really can uh, relate to uh, the critical path and uh, view. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, I mean, uh, the reading uh, just reminded me, you know, what kind of battles 
teachers uh, have got to go to, and I would say maybe perhaps even more so uh, too big a battle for you know black indigenous and people of color for sure who are you know standing before a classroom or standing before a meeting you know in the staff room at school or wherever they stand within the, the system of education how you know they have to deal with you know institutional barriers that reject their you know blackness or their you know being as um persons that are othered uh by the system so then they have to fight that battle which is personal and then they have to fight one which is um you know uh to do with their employment and i think it was mentioned in the readings that you know in in many cases people are even afraid you know to act and i think we saw in the in the numbers they shared too uh you know how um you know there's this uh gravitation actually towards the liberal view i i think out of fear um that you know if people are going to take a critical approach then uh that risks uh you know their employment uh, i can relate to that uh, not only as a union representative or trade unionist but but as a working person you know uh or even as a community leader that there are things i have to do which many won't do uh because they fear losing their jobs uh or you know having their lives in jeopardy and uh although i you know appreciate you know sometimes being lauded a leader in these situations i, I do sense that there is uh, you know um some kind of hidden agenda especially on the part of my white colleagues who 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 run to me uh in in situations of emergencies or in in, in situations that seek an outspokenness uh as you know a means to 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 get to the bottom of the issue at hand they come to me and uh you know uh pray to me about things and knowing that I do get things done and I I, I am a fearless leader you know uh, i think they take advantage of that but you can see i think in that particularly as relates to you know my white colleagues where they are failing to use their whiteness in the situation right uh uh but wanting to 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 have the the black voice you know put itself at jeopardy and not or not only itself but uh, you know its work and its 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 survival in jeopardy while you know they pretend to be uh some kind of warrior but really the real work is done by us you know black indigenous people of color uh who are already you know under um the foot of oppression and now we have to fight more and we know that you know the more we fight the harder that foot pushes onto our necks so you know that's just a practical uh you know offering on my part uh uh from my experience um you know but uh, that's uh, the connection i think i i i tried to 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 make here uh with uh uh the
the Gorski and uh, uh, Barek uh, readings. And of course, uh, a grand article. I mean, what a uh, read. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, you know, his uh, uh, piece. And uh, I actually even looked him up and I was, you know, uh, impressed with, you know, his work. Uh, I mean, his age, you know, his, uh, this is a very experienced guy. So it was a very interesting, uh, you know, um, education around uh, the politicization um, and how that functions, you know, how uh, that uh, functions in terms of, you know, I think you said muting or, you know, uh, silencing of voices, uh, you know, uh, through the politicization. I think uh, this opened my eyes, you know. Um, Again, I think connecting with my own lived experiences and, you know, practicalities in life, I think I could see a lot of this, you know, especially, um, you know, his offering on, uh, you know, on uh, redefining or redefinitions of uh, certain words. Uh, I, 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 I just, you know, I could recall so many instances for, you know, where, for example, you know, I might use one word and uh, someone might counter. Uh, normally, I, I would say, you know, a white individual, you know, might counter by saying, uh, no, this is the word, you know. Or they might uh, acknowledge maybe what you're saying, but uh, in that acknowledgement, uh, you know, uh, your word will be redefined. Uh, in, in in conversing with you. So, for instance, I might say, I think that's racist. And uh, they might reply saying, yeah, well, I can understand what you're saying. Indeed, some people are ignorant. Now, I think that right there just changed. <laughs> that that just redefined or just erased, you know, my, 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 um, uh, word that I invoke in the conversation. So I think, you know, this uh, uh, certainly uh, the grand piece opened my eyes uh, to that uh, and, and much more. I mean, I was just, uh, you know, taken aback uh, by uh, what he had to say, you know, uh, and of course, another big uh, takeaway from, for me, I think, from the grand piece and, and really a huge reminder was, you know, the role of the state in all of this, and uh, you know the power that the state has got, and it reminded me of something that you know I've been thinking a lot about, and I think for the last year or so, and I haven't really written something, and I'm thinking maybe I should, and that is you know the legalization of marijuana here, uh, you know, uh, you know in Ontario for instance when that happened. You know, um, suddenly people, you know, who would see, even say, speaking for myself, you know, people who would see my using of the herb as some kind of illegal activity, you know, they, they suddenly um, were okay to smoke. They were cool and they were, you know, abiding <laughs> by the law. Uh, so, I mean, that... That to me shows me how how powerful 
uh, the law is indeed, uh, you know, as, as, as Grant suggests in his uh, piece, I think the law does have a very powerful role to play. And in, in this case, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, words uh, that are used, you know, um, you know, I, I always say that even in the case of Donald Trump in the U.S., some people might not get this, but uh, I, I've always said, you know, the the office of the president of the United States is a truth-making machine. And by that, I mean that president can come up with a word, and that word is officially, you know, accepted. And, uh, you know, it becomes part of everyday life or they might say something, and, you know, that very office of power, and I mean many offices, I suppose, but I'm just speaking in terms of, you know, uh, you know, imperialism and big power, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, governments and, and offices and systems of power can indeed, you know, um, reshape how we think. Uh, I mean, I offered a, an example with the, you know, the, the changing in laws uh, around marijuana uh, usage. Now, of course, that's not uh, anything close to what we're speaking of here, which is uh, words and, you know, re redefinitions and, and, and so forth. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to narrow, I'm trying to, to, to focus in on the power of the state here you know, which functions as something that can produce uh, knowledge, ideas, and words that are, you know, going to be accepted uh, into everyday, uh, you know, uh, living and life. Uh, whereas, you know, a regular person like myself uh, or, you know, a social justice-seeking individual, an everyday person might say something and... Uh, not be recognized or not have what they've said uh, fully recognized uh, simply because they do not, uh, you know, fit a certain box. So, uh, you know, just to, to, to conclude here, I think I've gone too far. I was hoping to touch on other readings too, but I, I think this is too long. But, you know, just to conclude with a grand piece, I think, you know, um, it really did speak to me. You know, depoliticization is real. Uh, it is a reality we live, you know, every day. And, um, you know, uh, I was just thinking, you know, uh, I think this was mentioned in the, in the, in the, in the writing, too, that, uh, you know, recent cases are, you know, like Black Lives Matter. You know, I was thinking this is something that, I've participated in and something that I am a part of. And, you know, depoliticization here works in terms of, you know, erasing Black Lives Matter with, you know, Blue Lives or All Lives Matter. And, and it's just amazing how, in this case, government does have a role too. So, I mean, I've seen politicians that say All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter, which is an erasure. And, and I think by virtue of that, uh, the state machinery, the political machinery comes in and uh, uh, 
legitimizes uh, the word that erases what you know we have come up with. Uh, so uh, you know, I think uh, this these were some of the themes that just uh, stood out for me, and uh, I just you know I, I loved thoroughly loved uh, engaging uh, these readings, and I am very thankful for it.